Shabbos Daf Kuf Yidal. Today's email picture comes from Montreal, Canada. This is Moshe after it says Moshe loves learning because of you. Here he is grilling away and watching the shir at the same time. He's a 13-year-old bacher who watches the shir on Zoom every single morning. You should go Michael El Chayel. Gemara tells us that Hakadosh Baruch Hu appreciates when you change your clothing for him. For instance, when the kain takes out the desh and the ashes, and he gets dirty, when he goes back in to be makar v'karb on mizbeach, he should change his clothing. And we learn from here derech heretz. If somebody's making a nice dish, but he gets the aroma, the nice kugel flavor from his dish, he shouldn't go and pour wine to his rebbe in the same clothing. He should change up his clothing. It's a bazillion for a talmud chacham to walk around with shoes that need two patches. One patch is okay. The famous gemara rebbechin says talmud chacham sheish revava big lechayv misa talmud chacham who has a stain, a grease stain on his outer clothing. He's chayv misa. The gemara darshins it from the word misanai. It's also to make somebody else hate Torah. And people are going to say, look at that guy. He learns Torah and this is what he looks like. Ravina adds, and he says, not only the outer clothing, but also the inner clothing that are not so noticeable, if they have a stain of Sheikh Vazera, also Chayiv Misa. Rabbi Yechanan says, when Akash Baruch told Yishayo, you should go naked and barefoot, it wasn't literally. What he meant is you should go with tattered clothing and shoes that have patches. We know that when you put something in the mikvah, if it has something on it, it's Chayitzet, it's it's not a good tefillah if you are makbid, if you care about that. So when it comes to clothing, if you have a stain on the clothing, according to one man, the Omer, only if the stain goes through and through, penetrates to the other side, then you care about it, then you send it to the cleaners, then it's considered a chatzitza. Rabbi Huda, in the name of Rabbi Shmuel, says, even on one side. And the Gemara says, what Rabbi Shmuel means is clothing of banayim. So wamshat banayim means the ones that build the world. Who build the world. Those, like we just said, have to be makbid on stains that are on the outer of the clothing. Mishlokish says, what we're talking about, banayim, is not necessarily Tamil Chachamim. Rather, we're talking about a type of clothing. It's clothing for the VIP, the nice towel that they give out in the, in the Chashiva hotels. They are white, and if they have a small stain, people are makbid and they wash them immediately. Rabbi who told us, Sons, don't bury me in white tachrichim. What if I'm not zoichin? I'll be in Gehenim, Chazer Shalom, and over there everybody's charcoal black. I'll stick out. And don't put me in black clothing, because perhaps I'll make it to Gan Eden. Everybody's in white. So put me in these clothing that Rabbi Shlokish was talking about, Ulyarin, which are basically red. Rabbi Yana was talking about the outer clothing that people could see visibly. And Rabbi Shlokish was talking about an inner one. A couple of halachas regarding Tamid HaChamim. Rabbi Yechon says, we know that it when somebody loses an object, he has to give simonim to retrieve it. But a Tamad Chacham, he doesn't need simonim. If he says he recognizes it, you give it back to him. But that's only Tamad Chacham who cares about inside out, doesn't wear his clothing all schlumpy with, the, with the, um, the seams on the outside. But a Tamad Chacham that wears his clothing inside out doesn't have this halach of tfiyos ayin. If a Tamad Chacham knows one masech inside out, you ask him halach, he knows you, you can be a rav, on that community. If he knows in all of Torah, and all of Shas Halachas, you ask him any Halach he knows, even in Mesech Kala, he could be Parnas al he could be the leader of Kala Yisrael, the Rosh Masifta. If Adam Chacham leaves his business in order to be Isaac and Chafti Shemayim, the community must support him, but the bare minimum, the necessities. The Torah says, Oilas Shabbos Veshabbatoi. You should bring the carbon oil on Shabbos. Now, the second word Shabbat is extra. It's a ribuy, but it also has a miyot. It's an exclusion as well because of the vav. So Rabbi Shmuel learns two things. First of all, that Rabbi Shmuel holds Shabbos has more gedusha than Yom Kippur. Therefore, 
If you have leftover carbon chalavim from Shabbos, you could put them on the Mizbech on Yom Kippur if Yom Kippur falls out on Sunday. From the Vav, the Miot, you learn that if the reverse is true, if Yom Kippur fell out on Friday, in the time of Mishnah, Yom Kippur could fall out on Friday or on Sunday, you cannot put the chalavim on the Mizbech on Shabbos. But Rabbi Kiva holds that Yom Kippur and Shabbos have the same Gdusha, then the Pasuk is not talking about Shabbos and Yom Kippur, rather the Pasuk is talking about Shabbos and Yom If Shabbos falls out before Yom in other words, Yom falls out on Sunday, you could put the chalavim on the Mizbech. Rabbi Shmuel has a Kavachimer. Shmuel says, if a person can bring his own private Nidava carbon on Yantav, we accept it from him, so certainly you can take a Kajbarku's carbon that he told you to make on Shabbos and you have left over and put it on the Mizbech. But Rabbi Kiva doesn't hold that a person can bring his own Nidava, therefore he uses the Pasuk for Yantav. Yom Kippur, which fell out on Motzi Shabbos, according to everybody, you don't do Abdullah, it's the same Gidusha. If Yom Kippur fell on Erev Shabbos, according to Rabbi Kiva, you don't blow the Shoifar, because there's no additional Gdusha, there's nothing to tell us to be careful with. According to Rabbi Shmuel, if Yom Kippur falls out on Erev Shabbos, we do blow the Shoifar, to tell people that there's a difference between the Gdusha of Shabbos and Gdusha of Yom Kippur, and that's only important for another year, when Shabbos falls out before Yom Kippur, to know that we could take the Chalavim, and put them on the Mizbeach. Reb says, there's no need to blow the shoifer to let the Kohanim know this. There's a concept called Kohanim's reason. Kohanim are very careful with mitzvahs, so there's no reason to blow the shoifer for them. The fact that in the Beis Hamidosh they would blow the shoifer an additional six times on every Friday to tell people, hey, it's almost Shabbos. What about the fact that the Kohanim are his reason? We must say that the, that blowing of the shoifer is not for the Kohanim. That's for the Yisraelim, for the Levim, the people that are living in Yerushalayim. Just like we say that Hilni Amalka, she donated a beautiful gold menorah, so that the sun should shine on it and people should know when to say Kriyashma. Now the problem is, Kohanim said Kriyashma way before that. The Kohanim the Mikdash, in order to be back with Kabbalists. So you have to say, Abayi says, that it's for everybody else in Yerushalayim, not for the Kohanim. There's a concept called Knivas Yerek, and that is peeling the bad leaves off a vegetable, which is usher to do on Shabbos, mutter to do on Yom Kippur, because that increases Dagmas Nefesh, the fasting, you're thinking about food, and that's good to increase that pain. Yet, if Yom Kippur falls out on Erev Shabbos, you don't blow the shoifar to tell people, hey, you're permitted to do Kniva Sierek. And the reason is, and the same thing would be, that if Yom Tov falls out on Matzah Shabbos, you don't blow the shoifar after nightfall to tell people, oh, you're permitted to shecht animals now and do Malachah for Yom Tov. Rabbi Yosef says, why? Because we don't break halacha, that is to blow a shoifer, in order to allow people to do things. We, we blow shoifer in order to tell people, don't do malacha. Rav Shesha has a hard pshat here, and doesn't really fit into the halacha of telling people to blow shoifer on therefore the Gemara is doichet. Rav Shesha says, since this halacha is not important for this year, it's important for next year, so that's why we don't blow the shoifer. But this halacha of shechting tonight on Yantif is this year, therefore it doesn't really fit in. What happens if Yom Kippur falls out on Shabbos itself? Could you do Kniva Sierek? Machlokes. Ramana says it's Asr because we learn out from the word Shabbosin. We know that you can't do 39 Malachas because it says Leisachim Malachas. So obviously the word Shabbosin that you should rest is going to tell us this concept of Kniva Sierek. On the other hand, Rebbein says you are permitted to. What about the word Shabbosin? It comes to say that in addition to the 39 Malachas, you're also over every time on an Asay. Gemara tells us that Rabbi's family, they did on a regular Yom Kippur, they were peeling the pumpkin. But before Mincha, the allowed time, Rabbi was concerned that they wouldn't listen to him. So he made up a story and he said he just received a letter from Rabbi Yechon from Eretz Yisrael that you're not allowed to do Kniva Even though we just said that Rabbi Yechon holds, you're allowed to do Kniva Have a wonderful day.